Today, we're going to talk about the number one thing that new entrepreneurs absolutely suck at in their businesses on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number 15. My name is Ryan Black. And my name is Levi Hunsaker. And today we are here to chat with you about the number one thing that new entrepreneurs screw up at when trying to get a business up and running or, or scale that business. And that is calendaring and time management. So, so important. So Exactly. Make sure you is. don't fall prey to this big, big mistake in your business. <laughs> and we're going to break it down. And you may think like, oh, I'm totally fine. I'm really good at that. We're going to challenge that. We're going to challenge that in today's discussion. And um, so keep an open mind and, and really self-assess. Even if you are fine, it can always be better. So yeah. the second you think, oh, I've got no improvement left to do, you might want, want to find something else to do because you've obviously hit the top. Yeah, exactly. So this is something that, I mean, I know we, I know you and I, Levi, we're constantly battling with this. It's not, <laughs> it's not like something like once you've, you've like reached the summit and now you never have to worry about it again. It's a constant battle. We all deal with it. But particularly those who are just getting started, new entrepreneurs, they simply don't know how to do it. And they're lost and overwhelmed. So with today's, today's episode, we're going to be diving into some of the strategies that we use and uh, that work really well to be able to make it happen and work more effectively, uh, if I can speak, work more <laughs> effectively, more efficiently and uh, maximize the use of your time so that you can do more in less. So exactly. should we more in less. All right. Yeah. So let's just jump right in. So when it comes to time management, it's, it's all about prioritization and really making the most urgent and important items very first every single day because you're, you're basically working down the list. The stuff at the bottom of the list is going to be things that if I don't get to today, then you know what? There's always tomorrow. But there are certain things that have to get done today. And that today is every single day when you're running your own business, right? Nobody else is going to yeah. do it if you're not going to do it. So instead of thinking, oh, I want to I focus on the fun and the easy things, you're going to focus on the most important things. And we're going to talk about a couple ways here in a little bit of figuring out what the most important things are for your business. But uh, yeah, just make sure you're focusing on those things that have to be done today that are going to move your business forward. And I think we all, I, mean, I guess I shouldn't speak for everyone. I know that I have a tendency to want to do the easy things first or the fun things first and say, oh, later I'll do those things that are really, you know, more difficult or painful. That this is, this is why it's so important to define it, because if you continue to focus on the easy and the fun and the easy and the fun, then, then all of a sudden you're going to wake up one day and realize, uh-oh, my business is falling <laughs> apart. The ship is sinking because I've done all this stuff. And, and that's, you know, a, a real struggle, especially for folks who are first timers in the world of entrepreneurship, where they've transitioned out of, you know, a, an employment where they're used to, hey, I clock in or, you know, or figuratively clock in every day, go to work, go to the office, whatever, do my stuff. And 
like you get paid either way. It doesn't work that way when you run a small business. If you are not absolutely dedicating your time and efforts to the correct tasks, you might be working really hard all day long, but you're not actually doing anything to move your business forward. And I will admit I am the first person guilty of this. And so um, it's better to learn that lesson earlier because if it goes on too long, well, you might not be able to recover from it. Yeah, I mean, I'm completely guilty of this as well. Like things, I'm, I'm cleaning cleaning my office and organizing and getting business cards made and getting a logo done. And these are all great things, but are they the most important things? Is that going to bring revenue into your business? Yeah. Not really. And so just make sure, especially um, this this topic is especially important for people that are working a day job, right? So you're, you're starting a business on the side as your side hustle and you've got family responsibilities. You've got a, a job that depend on, depends on you to be at work every day and now you're running a business too. And who knows how many other slew of things that you have on your plate. And so getting this down and really tightening up your calendar is only going to make you better when you go full time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really important. And, you know, another thing that's important to consider is, uh, you know, Parkinson's law, right? When we're looking at, at the time management, Parkinson's law is, is basically says that the work that you have to, to complete within any given amount of time will expand to fill that time, whatever the available allotment is. So for example, if, um, let's say, and this is uh, purely hypothetical, right? This has never happened before. <laughs> Let's say you have a person. We'll call him Ryan. Just random name. Let's say his spouse asked him to do the dishes. And she's gone all day and is going to be arriving home at 5 p.m. And he procrastinates and doesn't do the dishes. Come 4.45, he realizes, oh, my wife's going to be home in 15 minutes. So <laughs> he'll be able to complete those dishes within 15 minutes. Now, if he would have done it earlier in the day, it may have taken a half hour to do that instead of 15 minutes, right? We can either, if we're, when we're under a time crunch, we can speed up and fit stuff into the allotted time and make it done, get it done. But on the flip side as well, if we have way too much time that's available and there's not a sense of urgency in what we're doing, then what you're doing can stretch out and be much, much longer than it actually needs to be. So it will f expand or contract to fit the time. And um, you know that's kind of one of the principles, I think, in the, if I remember, the uh, four-hour work week that he talks about as well in yeah. that book. In, uh, was it Tim, Tim Ferriss in his book? That, um, yeah, you, you want to limit, you want to create artificial constraints in your schedule so that you can work more effectively and get things done faster. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest thing is if you actually look at um, successful entrepreneurs, successful business owners, wealthy individuals, it's, it's awesome to go and, and block your time out by the hour. But if you really inspect what these wealthy and successful people are doing, they're blocking out by the 15 minutes. Can you break your day down into 15-minute increments and know exactly what you're going to be doing every 15 minutes of the day? I'm not to that point yet. I'm just saying, can you do that? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely more more effective. And, uh, you know, kind of going along with, with the whole Parkinson's law thing, right, we've all heard of the 80-20 rule where, you know, 80% of results are produced by 20% of effort or 80%, you know, 80% of the problems are caused by 20% of the people or what. I mean, it, it can really apply to, to, to anything, right? But that, that truly applies when we look at time and work. You look at any business, right? The, the majority, 80% of the revenue produced in the company is generated by 20% of the workforce or 80% of what is done during a day is accomplished in 20% of the time. And so it, it really ties in when we, if we can focus on contracting and, and filling the time, making the time shorter, we're really wasting most of our time during the day. So why not be doing something else? Something, something we enjoy or something productive rather than wasting it in, in unnecessary, irrelevant, and uh, simply non-productive tasks. And that's what we're, that's what we're trying to, we're going to break down in, in today's episode. Yeah. And, and one of those things you, you said about setting an artificial time limit or an artificial deadline. Now, is it really artificial? If you set that deadline for yourself or that time limit for yourself, it's now a reality. As soon as you actually go and do that, put your timer on and get started, that's a reality. It's not, it's not artificial anymore. But what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for efficiency in your time by really compressing what you need to accomplish in that amount of time. I guess artificial is probably not the right word. I should have said arbitrary. That would have been a more accurate word. Well, it's still not arbitrary, right? You're deciding. I mean, it is a little bit arbitrary, but you're, you're still deciding on what that time limit is. And that's, that's going to be your effort during that time. Okay, cool. So it's a very important principle in time management and, and time blocking. So um, another principle that I want to talk about is make sure your schedule includes discretionary time. So I don't know if you guys have ever looked at computing resources. So I'm an engineer and you know I geek out on this stuff, obviously enough that I spent a lot of time in school learning about it. But what it comes down to is once you start to hit about 85% of the capacity of a processor in a computer, you actually start losing efficiency because of mm -hmm. all the context switching, changing between different tasks, all that kind of stuff. So the reality is that happens personally too. Your brain is a computer. It's the most powerful computer in the world. And if you can take that and keep it under that 85% capacity, you're not going to be losing time switching out between tasks all the time. And that's a lot of what time blocking is actually gonna help you do as well. So you're not actually transitioning between tasks. You're gonna be focused for a certain amount of time and then you're gonna go onto the next task, right? You're gonna cut it off and say, okay, I'll come back to that tomorrow if I didn't get everything done. But it's a, a cutoff, there's a hard cutoff. Now, with computing, once you start getting above that, your resources, everything drives down. That happens for you personally. So you need to schedule in, think about it, schedule in about 15% of your day that is just discretionary time. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that about processors. That makes sense. That's cool. So, <laughs> well, and, I, and it, it reminded me when you're talking about that, maybe remind of, um, oh, Stephen R. Covey, sharpening the saw, right? Yep. In, in, and that's probably a similar, similar concept of, 
of dedicating that time to yourself because sometimes you know we think oh i can keep going i can keep going i can keep going and you just end up driving yourself down into the ground and getting yourself into a really bad situation where you're just burned out and your your performance then tanks at that point yeah you've got you've got to take a break like stand up take a walk get a drink clear your head and then come back to things yeah Awesome. Well, and you know, everybody, everybody is in a little bit of different business, right? And some people are online businesses. Some people are brick and mortar, you know, it's product services. Some people have large teams. Some people are, it's one man band or one woman band. But one thing that is for sure is, is that all businesses are going to have some type of need to schedule different, you know, appointments or meetings or, you know, conversations, be it with customers or vendors or, or partners, whatever. And so it's important, obviously, to have some type of a tool you can use to schedule appointments and make sure that you're, you know, sticking to what you've planned and coordinating correctly. Now, a calendar nowadays, I guess some people still use printed calendars, but, uh, (laughs) right, Google Calendar or, uh, you know, iCal are, uh, I think, what most people are using nowadays. Very easy. You can send invitations to other people so that you're in communication and, um, you know, that's in the, it'll, you know, ping your phone or ping your watch or whatever that, uh, I think that's, I think nowadays everyone's on board with that. Like use an electronic calendar. And if you're not use your paper calendar, that's fine too. Like yeah. figure out what tool works best for you, because if it doesn't work for you, you're not going to do it. Now, personally, I prefer the digital calendar because I've always got my phone with me. There, there are computers everywhere. I can always jump on somewhere and check a calendar if it's digital. But this is where everything goes into. Every event, um, every activity that I'm going to do, I'm going to put that in my calendar. And then you mentioned meetings, right? Right. But guess what? Even time that you say, you know what, I'm going to spend this time... Um, developing a new ad campaign, or I'm going to spend this time uh, returning calls or following up with customers or clients, right? That is a meeting. It's a meeting with yourself. You're setting an appointment for you to do a specific thing. Right. So you're just having a meeting of your own mind. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, and, and we are going to, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I know we're going to dive into that a little bit more and we'd go into time blocking and some of the different, um, kind of systems that you can use for time blocking. That's really important. But what about when, you know, you're not talking to yourself? What about when you're, you have, you know, whether it be customers or team members or, you know, other people who maybe they need to book a, you know, a quick call with you, a 15 minute call or a one hour long session, whatever it is, every business is a little bit different, right? But, um, you know, that's one of the big benefits in using, the digital electronic calendars or online calendars is because then you have access to all those tools. So especially if you're dealing with a large uh, organization, a lot of people, you know, there's, there's different services. I'm sure you, you know, you're familiar with them. Levi, you probably use one yourself, yep. like Calendly, Acuity, you can book me. I mean, there's a bunch of different ones, but that way you can just send, you know, those people be the customer, team member, whatever. Hey, Here's a link to my calendar. Find a spot that works for you. They punch in their info and then it automatically populates it on your calendar. It's a great way to be able to, um, you know, kind of cut the receptionist out of the equation. You, they don't have to contact yeah. somebody who then reviews your calendar and sets it for you. It's simply, hey, here's a link. 
you can look. And, and the thing is, and this was one thing I was concerned about when I started using it. I was like, wait, are they going to be able to see like all the details of what's going on in my calendar? Right? <laughs> no, seriously. I was like, I don't want them to know. I don't want these random people to see my, and all they can see is whether you're available or, um, or busy. Right. So yeah. it's, if you're available, then there's the time slots and they can click on it and they punch in what they want to do and hit send. And, and that's that. It's really easy to use. You don't lose any privacy. Um, you know, they're not going to be reading all of your deep, dark secrets on your calendar and it's a great tool, great tool to use. Yeah. And, and those, those meeting booking tools, if you can make it easy for people to book time with you in your business, however you decide you're going to run that, it's just going to amplify what you're able to do. If, if it's an easy tool to use and they can say, you know what, I'm going to schedule a 15 minute consultation with Ryan. Right. And, and all I have to do is go to this website and click maybe a couple of buttons to do it. Yeah. Put it in an email done. Right. It, it can be so simple. And once you're set up like this, that can actually help build out your schedule for you for your times when you know you need to be working with customers. Yeah. And, and, and that's the cool thing is using time blocking. If you're saying, okay, every day from two to 3 PM, that's my time window when I'm open for, you know, for consultation calls or for whatever it is that you're doing, that's the time you have. Right. And so you always know, and, and then you just wake up in the morning and look on your calendar and say, Oh, this is how many appointments I have for today. Cool. And then, you know, then you do it. And then what do you do if you don't have appointments during that time? Well, <laughs> then you're going to want to be focused on tier two tasks, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Exactly. One, one of the you know, really important things is, and I actually learned this when I was working at a bank years ago, was uh, task mapping different tasks by days of the week, days of the month, upon milestones, and on demand. So let me clarify what that means. We had, when I worked at this bank... It was like a big file folder. This was years ago. There's ways you could do it electronically now, but big file folder. And it had a um, basically a folder for every day of the month, right? So it was one to 31. And then we had ones for Monday through Friday. And so sometimes like we would have a customer who would come in and they'd say, you know, hey, I need this transfer to be done on, you know, the 20th of this month. And so we would go to the 20th and put the request on the 20th. So every day when we come into the bank, we would go and look and say, okay, what is today? Oh, today's the, the 15th. Go to the 15th, open it and see, are there any uh, scheduled transactions or scheduled you know, applications or whatever that need to be done this day? So that concept of, of task mapping is, I would recommend you do it you know, Monday to Friday or you, know, you could do all seven days, but I do it personally Monday to Friday. So I say, okay, every Monday, there are certain things I know I have to do every Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, etc. Likewise, every day of the month, there's certain days of the month that certain things happen in my business. And so I need to be prepared for that and not have to think and reinvent the wheel. Just say, what day is today? Oh, okay. And there we go. That's my task for today. So calendar day, day of the week. Of course, there are certain tasks that are once certain milestones are met, right? Maybe um, you've had an initial consultation with a customer. And so once that's completed now, there's something that needs to happen, right? So those are a little bit different. And then there's on-demand things, right? You get a customer that walks in the door to your, uh, you know, to your donut shop, then what, right? There's certain, certain tasks that would be, that would be had at that point. So, uh, but it's just kind of looking at it that way and mapping it out to where you can see, oh, 
okay, these are the tasks that I repeat every you know Tuesday or every 15th of the month can really um, kind of help protect you from avoid or from forgetting things and from having that stress of like, oh no, I should have done this and I forgot. Just map it out. You can use file folders. You can use an online system, but it's the process of defining it because then, as we've talked about in previous episodes, then you can take it and offload it to VAs. <laughs> you can do it yourself, but you beat but me to kinda... the punch on that one. I was going to bring that up because nope. uh, basically, what you're talking about here is building your system, building yep. your process, building your system, so that once it's working smoothly, now you get to play the give it away game. And as you play the give it away game, your time gets freed up even more to go do the next thing that's going to be even bigger for your business. Yeah. Sorry, I stole your thunder on that one. No, it's all good. You, <laughs> we, we had the same thought. Great minds think alike. Amen. <laughs> so, all right. So let's jump into time blocking. Now, this is going to be the thing that is going to really transform time management in your business. And you can use this in your personal life as well. So, for example, my wife knows that you know, I have certain times we're working on the business and I have certain times that I'm working on my day job. And really, sometimes like a kid's event comes up, for example, we'll just create a meeting on the calendar. And so I know, okay, I've got to adjust a few things and we'll, we'll change it up a little bit. Um, when it comes down to time blocking, this is the most important tip about it is you are going to have focused effort. And because you've blocked out a specific amount of time, and I, I talked about it, maybe you'll do an hour increment, maybe you'll do 30 minutes, or maybe you'll get to that point that you're down to 15 minute increments. But what you're gonna say is, you know what? I'm going to be making phone calls and thanking personally my new customers. How awesome would that be? Give them that personal touch. And you're gonna do that for 15 minutes, for example. During that 15 minutes, all of your notifications are off, Nothing else is going to distract you and you're going to spend 15 minutes and you're going to see how many customers you can contact during that time or whatever your activity is. But it's all about picking one focus and only one focus, nothing else, clearing off your plate, clearing off, I mean, that's everything off your desk, everything else off your calendar, everything else, all the distractions off of your phone and just going all out on that one effort. Now. By shutting out all the distractions, you're going to get in a rhythm. You're going to start slower and you're going to build up into that so that you're running really smoothly by the end of that 15 minutes or 30 minute time block. One of the things I really like about time blocking is it gives you control and flexibility, yet organization, right? Because you know I have the set spirit, like you said, hyper focused, no distractions. You know, okay, from this period to this period, this, I want to work on this type of, of, you know, like you said, customer outreach, right? Customer outreach, uh, thanking new customers. And so, you know, that that's going to be time well spent. So I love, I love the flexibility that time blocking brings where you're still in control of what you're doing. Cause sometimes people can, some of us can feel restricted or, you know, it's like, Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to follow the schedule. And you just kind of want to wing it or, you know, just kind of figure it out as you go along. Um, time blocking when done correctly still allows you to have that flexibility and that freedom of being able to kind of work things the way you want 
while maintaining the organization and the correct order of activities that truly matter. Yeah, so, I love it. You know, in, in time blocking, we kind of had uh, a couple of ways that we wanted to share how we, you know, how we break that down. And so I guess I'll go first. For me, with, with time blocking, how I have found, for me personally, to be most effective, this might work for you, it might not, but I'll throw it out there. I, I call it task tiering. So, you know, you have different tiers or different levels. And so in my business, obviously, my business is probably different than than yours as a, as a listener. I know, Levi, your, your, your business and my business have a lot of similarities. We're doing <laughs> yep. a lot of, of the same stuff, um, which is awesome. But whether or not your business, um, I'm talking to you, the viewer, or the, or the listener, is similar or different, just translate this for whatever works for you. So for me, I've got basically four tiers on my time blocking. So I've got tier one, two, three, and four activities. Tier one activities are basically all current projects. So that is means in the context context of real estate investing, right? So that means any deal that I'm currently working on. So it could be you know maybe a fix and flip deal that we're that we're doing. Maybe it's something we're negotiating that's not closed yet. Maybe it's simply checking in with our property manager on some of our units to make sure that things are going well, right? It's touching on current projects and also on current prospects, right? So anybody, so any project or prospect that is currently active managing that and making sure that things are well. Why? Because those are the things that are closest to payday. And so that's tier one, the most important. With tier two tasks, that is where we look at differentiating ourselves from the mop and pop um, you know, type businesses and truly running a scalable business. And that is where we say, keep the pipeline full. Why do I say that? Because mom and pop businesses, they are so limited in their bandwidth. And I'm speaking out of experience here because I've run those types of businesses before. You're so limited in your bandwidth, as soon as you get a project or you get you know enough customers, all of your energy and efforts and everything goes into serving the customers to by the time that they're done and then they leave, thank you, they're happy. You turn around you don't have any new customers. <laughs> you have to go out and find the customers because your pipeline of lead generation and this, I mean, it could seriously, it could be a restaurant. It could be any, it doesn't matter. You've got to constantly be filling that pipeline full of leads, right? Whether it's a real estate transaction, a restaurant, or you know, you're selling stuff on eBay, it doesn't matter. You've got to keep that pipeline full. And so that's the second tier, keeping I, that pipeline full. I think that full. right there, is a great idea for a future episode. Okay. How to keep your pipeline full. Ooh, that is good. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll jot that down. We'll write that down. <laughs> so, so that's number two. Tier three is, is supporting the team and the community. So one of the things that, uh, you know, that Levi and I do as, as real estate investors is obviously we, we do our own investments, but we also have a, a large team and actually a community, a nationwide community of real estate investors. And so, uh, you know, we, we support them, we train them, we coach them. And, um, and so ensuring that we are supporting them in any questions they have or any support that they need, that's tier three. It's important, but it's tier three. Why is it tier three? Instead of tier one, well, because if tier one doesn't get done, then my business disappears and there ain't going to be a tier three. 
like I'll just be gone. So you got to it's I think of it as when you're on the airplane and they say if they lose cabin pressure and the masks pop down, you put your mask on first and then you help others around you because if you're unconscious, you can't help anybody, right? And so current projects is tier 1, keeping the pipeline full is tier 2 and then all of the support and uh, you know for 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 the team, for the community, for others is out there tier 3. Still very valuable, very important. But it does come after ensuring that, that you're still able to function as a business. And then tier four is really more of that long-term stuff, you know, long-term planning, uh, looking at developing resources, tools, systems, uh, you know, kind of the, the, being the visionary and, and seeing, okay, what, what's next? What can we expand into? It's important in order to ensure that the business is going to grow over time and evolve and really fulfill its true potential but that is a fourth tier priority. So anyways, that is me. That's how I, I break it down using my task tiering. So you could take that and kind of uh, translate it or mold it into your business model if, uh, if you like. And if you're like, you know what? That doesn't make any sense to me. Then <laughs> I know Levi. Well, guess what? I've got another one for you. <laughs> He's so got another way. Th- this is the way that I look at tasks when I start prioritizing tasks in my business. So uh, it's, a, it's similar but maybe a little bit different way of thinking about it. So for me, I look at it and I say, okay, my A-level tasks, these are the things that are the most important tasks in my business. This is what I call the money-making activities. What is going to bring money into the door? That, that is the cash flow is the lifeblood of every business. And if you're not bringing cash flow through the door, well, you need to take a step back and figure out how to make that happen very first. So that is my A-level priority. If it's not bringing cash flow, that is not my A-level. My B-level is supporting activity. So maybe that is the preparation for the next stages, but it's not directly related to money-making activities today or this week, but it's maybe a month or two or six months out down the road. That's that's the long-term planning kind of stuff that Ryan is talking about. Supporting activities that are going to lead into money-making activities but they aren't that today. And then the last one is administrative. See, this is where most people get stuck is they start doing all the administrative stuff first, thinking that that's what's going to be the most important in their business to, to look polished and professional. If you add value in someone's life, regardless of whether it's completely polished or not, money is just simply a receipt for a value exchange. So focus on adding the value first, those money making activities, then go into supporting tasks, then the administrative, and just work at it every day and and move the needle forward. So the last thing I wanna say is, you've learned all this stuff, great, what do you do now? Well, it doesn't do you one bit of good unless you go do it. Yeah, don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. <laughs> try, you know, try it out, create it, see what works, make adjustments, you know, tweak it, change a little bit thing, you know, something here, something there until you can get the results that you're looking for. If you plan to fail, you no. what is it? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? Yep. And so just create something, give it a shot, try it for a week. If it totally bombs, great. Now you know what doesn't work. <laughs> We're really good at that. We're really good at figuring <laughs> out what doesn't work. And then, uh, you know, just keep tweaking it until you find something that works for you. The importance is, the important thing, I guess the biggest takeaways that we would have for you for you today is yeah, is that prioritization, the time blocking, and creating a system that truly works for you 
so that you can maximize the use of your time, accomplish more in less time, and ensure that the activities that you're that you're doing are the correct activities to not only ensure the longevity of your business, but to help it flourish and help it to grow. Yeah, and just remember, it's it's not going to be perfect. No system is perfect. Ryan's system doesn't work perfectly for me. My system doesn't work perfectly for Ryan. Neither of our systems are going to work perfectly for you. And mm-hmm. that's why we go into that, put it into play, put it into practice, make small changes one at a time until you start getting closer and closer to something that actually works for you. Because like I mentioned before, if it doesn't work for you, you're going to throw it away. And, and then you're back right where you started from. So I, I just encourage you guys to get into this find something that works for you, take some of these tips and tricks, and then go make it work for you. Because only you can do it. We can't do it for you. It's all on you. The pressure's on. (laughs) Well, awesome. Thanks, Levi. This has been been a great discussion today. Hopefully it's been beneficial for you guys. We uh, we really appreciate your support. And uh, we've been enjoying doing this podcast and growing it and and it's fun to look at the uh, the analytics, right, and see kind of where where people are located as uh, as new subscribers pop up. We invite you to, um, you know, if you're not already subscribed, we invite you to subscribe to to the program. If you go to championhustle.com, we've got all the links there. We're on pretty much all of the directories, so you can uh, you know subscribe using the platform of your choice. We of course have the video versions on Facebook as well as YouTube. If you want to look at our ugly mugs while we're talking, then you're welcome to do you're welcome to do that as well. Oh, and what's new? What's Amazon that? Music, baby? Oh, right on. We are now on Amazon Music as well. Sweet. See, you've always got good news for me, Levi. <laughs> Levi's master at getting us set up on all those platforms. So it's cool. So we're now on Amazon Music. And um, we've just got, yeah, more more fun things coming out. We've got some uh, pretty cool announcements coming up soon. So we look forward to that. We just invite you, hey, if you're getting value out of out of the uh, content that we're producing, just let a friend know about it so that, uh, you know, somebody else who's entrepreneurial minded so that they can benefit as well. We really appreciate the support. And, uh, you know, if you want to connect with us personally, we, of course, have the Champion Hustle Facebook uh, group where you're available to uh, connect with us. Or you can just go to our website and find out more information about us. So, yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Connect with us there. And next week, we dive into real estate again. And we're going to be talking about one of our favorite topics fix and flips. Yep. It's become very popular because of the TV shows, right? Everyone wants to become a flipper now. Well, is that really how it is? Is it really that cool? What are some of the downsides? We're going to break it down from an insider's perspective. You're going to get the truth from real real estate investors, the good, the bad, and the ugly of fixing and flipping. And we'll do that on next week's episode. So until then, guys, take care. Have a great week. Stay positive. And we'll see you then. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com. Mm-hmm.